Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Precious the Foodie Podcast. It's your host, Precious Pioneer, and happy hump day. I'm so happy to have you guys tuning in. Just some quick announcements. I do have updated information relating to this week's Monday Brews. I know that there's a little bit of controversy regarding clean wine, but there will be an updated episode telling the other side of the story. I'm so excited to have winemakers and wine bloggers and all kinds of different people sharing all their different sides of the story. Also, if you're enjoying the show and you tune in every week, don't forget to leave or write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show. But today I have a special guest and a new friend. Her name is Chef Sticks. She also goes by Brittany sometimes if you're close enough. But as we know, navigating the culinary industry can be kind of confusing. Sometimes you have to try many things to stumble into your purpose. We both did. If you're still figuring out what you are meant to do, your why, we can all learn a little bit from Jamaican culture and be loud, be bold, and be creative, taking the world by storm. Hi, welcome to Precious the Foodie Podcast, the show that will uncover stories through palettes and memories. My name is Precious Pioneer, your host. I'm a chef, a creative, and a foodie. I'm meeting people all over the world using food as a medium to highlight truths into bite-sized pieces. So hi, I'm Chef Stick, also known as Brittany. I am a chef out here in New York City, repping Queens all day, every day. Heavily influenced by my Jamaican background, so I like to implement that in all of my cooking and you know, just teaching the history of my people and just really showcasing what Jamaican cuisine really can be outside of it just being, you know, jerk chicken and curry goat, like just really refining these flavors and talking to people about how great of a country Jamaican Jamaican people are. Well, Jamaican, bah, sorry. <laughs> Just, you know, talking about how great of a country Jamaica is. Have you always lived in New York or did you move there when you were young? Nope, I've always lived in New York. Originally Queens, now I'm in Long Island. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. so what was growing up in New York like? I feel like New York is one of those places full of diverse food and cultures and all these different things. Like, so uh, what was that like? Well, it's a beautiful upbringing for sure. It's very diverse. You can find all walks of life growing up in New York City, which is kind of refreshing. You know, there are a lot of places in the United States that are so closed off or ostracized from, you know, just society. So being a part of such an eclectic mix of people is pretty phenomenal. No, I think that's so cool. Um, yeah. Out of all the places, I'm a military child, so out of all the places that I've oh. lived, I've really, I've visited New York a couple of times. And the times that we nice. visited is when it's super cold. I think we went like the day after Christmas to go oh, ice skating geez. and it's just like really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Bone chilly, you can feel it in your spine. Right. Um, and I think that's the only time we've really ever at least me personally, have ever gone the two times where it's just been way too cold to just truly enjoy the city. Right. But you mentioned how, as a chef, you wanted your food to represent the authentic culture of Jamaican cuisine, not just the stereotypical yes. dishes that people have grown to understand or grown to know. And so I wanted to ask, why is that so important to you? It's so important to me because it's 
taking traditions and making it your own. You know, understanding mm -hmm. where you come from goes to show who you are as a person and who you are capable of becoming or who you are being, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like being able to refine what it is that I grew up on shows my creative ability and gives me my own voice on what I see Jamaica as being, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I, it's so funny because I actually found you on Instagram a couple of years ago. <laughs> and um, I think what really made you stick out to me is that representation. And yeah. at least for me, like as black women in the culinary industry, it is few mm -hmm. and far and in between, you know? And so yes. I think that your, first off, your Instagram page is super aesthetic. And so I was like, wow, Thank like, you. all your dishes are very, <laughs> very beautiful. And I'm like, wow, you know Thank what? You. Like, this is super cool. And I just always loved, like, the vibrance. You know, you could see the life in the food. And that's what really connected me as a chef. Like, I also mm -hmm. value that. You know, I am a minority of a mixture of Mexican, Chinese, you know, I just have a little bit of everything, right. you know, and so I understand. Oh, so you're just New York in one. <laughs> That's kind of dope. <laughs> exactly. It's like all encompassing. And so to represent mm -hmm. that culture, I could understand where you're coming from in that sense. Right. And so I wanted to ask you, like in your industry, have you related to that? Have you felt that sort of need, not necessarily need to stick out, but I understand you have the need to share your story and make it known, but also do you feel like it's a fight to get there? I mean, it's a fight to get anywhere, especially being a black woman chef. It's just hard. We always have to work harder. We have to do more. But what's great about my culture is we're already bold. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just within our, that's just running through our veins. So that's how I'm able to showcase who I am. It's through my plates. It's the canvas. It's artistry. It's, my language, when I can articulate my words and thoroughly communicate it, I use it through food. Mm -hmm. And um, what kind of, okay, so because I am super uncultured when it comes to Jamaican food, I am one of the outside people who, I honestly just haven't explored the cuisine <laughs> enough. And that's just maybe super frank. Um, so mm -hmm. what kind of foods would you say are underrepresented that most people don't know? Of course, there are like plantains and rice and spices and things like that. But what is something that's like, you know, that sticks out, that's very normalized, like normal to you and your family, but like we just don't know about and is a huge part of your culture. Like what types of foods and ingredients? So I am going to say bully beef to start. Bully beef, it's like corned beef. It comes in a can. Um, I wouldn't say it's similar to spam, but in that kind of, you know, realm, I love this dish my mother can make this for me every single day and I would not get tired of it and it's a poor man's food you know mm -hmm. but it's just so flavorful you know you stew it down with uh peppers onions scotch bonnet cook it with a little bit of cabbage serve it over white rice and it's just like <laughs> it sends me home <laughs> it just sends me home so I was just like how can I recreate this to make it like phenomenal so I created this annulotti and I stuffed it with a corned beef farce mm -hmm. and some people serve it with uh corn as well so I made like this corn bisque to like really balance out the heat of the farce itself mm -hmm. and then I made charred cabbage to like really bring out the sweetness and just let the flavors speak for themselves but just in a 
nuanced way, you know? Yeah. Well, a nouvelle way more so than anything. Right. I think it's something really cool that we do is we bring, so like in Mexican culture, of course, there's like, there's always the, and especially African-American culture, there's these poor man Mm -hmm. meals, quote unquote. It's like we, our ancestors just ate what they could, you know? And right. Exactly. In 2020, we can kind of just level it up, add so much grace and finesse to these meals that people Uh, already love, you know? And it's so funny. You said it sends you home. Like there's always these Mm -hmm. signature dishes, whether it's like collard greens or your grandma's mac and cheese or burnt cornbread. there's There's these dishes that we could really finesse and elevate and make transform them into really beautiful pieces, you know? And I just think Mm -hmm. that's something really cool that we are now doing, you know? It's like, it's so deep rooted in our culture. It's something our grandmas make, you know, but it's, it's now priced what it's like, I don't know. It's like priced worth our culture, like what it represents, if that makes any sense. No, Um, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I think that's really, really amazing. And I wanted to ask you, um, okay, so there's Mm -hmm. these defining moments when Mm. we decide I want to be a chef, you know, like, because being a chef for the record is not easy. easy. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of um, miming and a lot of mistakes, burning. It's knife cuts. We've a lot. (laughs) Which I just got one the other day. I was like, damn, it's been forever. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Accidental saute burns. Like you just get a lot. And so oh, I, yeah. I want I want to know what was your defining moment? Like, what made you decide to become a chef? Funny story, actually. First year of college, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. But I just knew that my mom was like, you're going to school. Okay, say less. I went to the <laughs> University of Hartford. And my friend, he was an upperclassman. His name is Alex. He would invite us to his apartment. I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to cook dinner for all you guys. Like, we're just going to chill, Mac. And eat some good food. And the meal I created, they looked at me and was like, Brittany, this isn't just like, you know, typical, you know, just plate up some mac and cheese and baked chicken. Like I went crazy for my friends that day. And Alex, after the end of everything, pulled me aside and was like, Brittany, honestly, I don't know why you're here. Uh, I really think that you need to pursue passions in the culinary world. And I really didn't pay him any mind. But when I come to think of it, Food Network was like something that I would watch religiously before it got to be like really gimmicky. And I was like learning about food. I had such interest in it, but I didn't realize that it was something I was passionate about. So I ended up leaving UHart. I went to Nassau Community College and I realized that they had a culinary arts program there. And the moment I put on that chef coat, everything synced. Like it all made sense, you know? And mm-hmm. that was my aha moment. And I never felt previous to that, that I was so passionate or was so intrigued by something as simple as like a little ingredient until I put on that chef coat. It just all made sense. I was always in the kitchen with my mother growing up. I was always asking her questions as to like, why would she put this in a pot? What is she doing with this ingredient, et cetera, et cetera. Even like going to the grocery store was like my favorite pastime as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Mind like you. just seeing all the fresh produce, you know, it's, yes. it's like, oh my God, I know what to look forward to when I get home on Sunday when mom cooks dinner and I know I get to put my hand in the pot too. Like it's just, everything sinks. It made, it made so much sense. So that was my moment. 
That's so funny. Um, I can definitely agree with the grocery shopping thing. My friends hate grocery <laughs> shopping with me. They think I take I forever. I'm super, which to their defense, I do. I look at everything. Okay. I look at, because the thing is though, like in the produce, like it rotates by season. And so as soon exactly. as like, the spring season comes, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these new berries that we never see. It's, it's that time, you know? And so as a, I just get so excited. I'm like, I'm always looking for the right. freshest newest produce that comes out because in the winter it's a completely different thing like it's squash season and it's just crazy so I just I definitely can agree on that um no that's such an interesting story actually like um it's funny that people always say like whatever you go to school for you always change and you grow and you change your mind a couple of times and then until you finally figure out what aligns with your passion and Exactly. I think that's really cool. I don't know. I feel like for me, it definitely has evolved a lot. Like I originally wanted to become Mm -hmm. a baker. That was my my forte. I grew up watching. I was so obsessed with Food Network as well, but I really loved Cake Boss. Like that was my jam. Cake Boss. Right. I was like, because I was super artsy as a kid and I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. You can decorate cakes that way and transform them. That was just my thing. And I eventually, I think in college is when I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool too, you know, like cooking is kind of cool. And um, so so I feel like I'm on the newer side of uh, culinary. I'm definitely a strong baker, like breads, got it. You know, cookies, cakes, pies, got it, you know, and but like. You know what? My hat's off to you because (laughs) baking and pastry is not easy. It's, it requires such meticulous focus organization and cleanliness that you know a lot of cooks don't have so you know what bravo like my hat's off to you because I could never (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly um I can't it's like I agree but at the same time it's just like cooking requires that like every time I think of cooking I think of that scene from Ratatouille where he's just like throwing this and throwing this smelling and throwing this Mm -hmm. and like being so in the grain of baking of like, okay, measure this to 0.010, you know, and then dipping in your tablespoon and leveling it and being just so, you're right. It's like super meticulous. I'm like, okay, so where's the recipe and why isn't this working? (laughs) For for cooking, it requires such a different amount of intuition, you know, like, because everyone's oven is always going to be a couple temperature, like, like degrees off off, right degrees off and like you just have to be it just requires a different kind of attention um watching it boil and trans watching the food actually transform you know like for baking we just throw it in and we're like rely on our timers you know so it's just a completely different parallel and fair enough I think that's it's all alchemy at the end of the day though yeah for sure it's yeah and I think that's why I really connected with baking because it's such a chemistry you know seeing Mm -hmm. it transform and it's just now it's like a little bit, yeah, it's, you're right. It's a little bit different and it's a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I wanted to yeah. ask you about, you're a private chef, right? Or do you work yes, in ma'am. a natural restaurant? So what are the different, there's so many different avenues on which you can become a chef. Like you can become a private chef, you can work in a restaurant. Work the ranks in, a restaurant. in the restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what made you choose that specific path and how did you get into it? Your story from after culinary school. Well, I did get into restaurants. I've done both front and back of the house. So I understood like the total dynamic, but I did want to learn it though, not necessarily the right way, but the traditional way. Mm-hmm. I realized that I don't like to conform and I hate authority. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Fair enough. So I just 
deviated and went my own route. I was just like, people kept calling me, asking me, you know, cater their small events. I never really thought much of it. But then once I got a taste of that freedom and a taste of just being able to create my own way, I never learned, I never looked back. It it was just kind of like liberating to just be able to one, create your own schedule two pick up your own clients, people that you really want to work with and have them give you the freedom to have your creative expression. That's true. And so like when, when you're first getting started, how did you go about getting clients? Do you kind of struggle in that transition or was it just kind of a natural transition? Like people were just calling you and you just picked up clients like starting out, you know, what are the highs and lows? It was honestly a natural alignment. People would taste my food and then they would refer to their friends like, yo, you need to hire her. Like that word of mouth spreads like wildfire. And it's been the catalyst for my catering company and me becoming a private chef. Mm -hmm. I I could honestly say prayer, yes, but word of mouth was just (laughs) it. No, that's that's amazing. Okay, so I wanted to ask you for the listeners out there, what would you recommend to them for new beginners, people who are just starting to cook or explore? I feel like with Corona, everybody's been quarantined and all these different things. And so they're learning mm-hmm. how to cook and they're struggling. What would you recommend for people starting out, whether recipe wise or just general advice? General advice would be just to learn the fundamentals. Like they're there as building blocks or a solid foundation for whatever it is that you're trying to do. Make the mistakes and have fun with that. Like, don't think too hard on, oh my God, I have to make sure this is absolutely perfect. Because guess what? I still fuck up all the time. Sorry about the language. But like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. Do your research. Study an ingredient. Understand where it comes from. Understand why it's applied in the ways, in certain techniques, you know? Mm-hmm. Understanding culture through food, I feel it's so vital because now you're learning someone else's language, you know? Now you're understanding who people are without just, you know, having to have a conversation with them. You're understanding them through a different dialect, which is the food itself. So research, you know, have fun with it. Experiment, but do learn the fundamentals and understand. I actually, I really love how you said that actually, because that's, that's my biggest why, because I, I feel like I'm so mixed and diverse. I feel like mm-hmm. you people, there's truth when people say you can connect through people, through food, like through their heart of or course. through their stomach and all these things. It's because yes. of the connotation. It reminds them of home, their family and being able to understand an ingredient, like you said, and realize how that connects to mm-hmm. different people. It's just so powerful you know I I feel like at least for you at least for me like someone who understands like certain chilies that are like certain just cultural norms when we're eating and they'll order at a restaurant it's like a sudden level of respect you know that you didn't quite have it's not that you could give it or not give it but it's just like it kind of elevates that they took the time to understand like where we're at and the food and culture and the connotation behind the dish and I think that's always really cool Think about it like this too. It brings a sense of unity too. Food is so universal and you can be on one end of the world and that can be on the other and we can be doing the same exact thing without even realizing it. You know, so that sense of, you know, community is beautiful. And I feel I can sit next to a stranger over a meal and whatever differences we have are off the table because we're here trying to enjoy this moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just food is 
food is phenomenal. It's changed my way of thinking. It's changed my perception on, you know, other human beings, how I am as a person. It's really humbled me so gracefully. It really has. I love that. Okay, so on a lighter note, um, oh, I wanted. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, I'm just, I'm just totally messing with you. Um, okay. I, I wanted to ask you how do. You, okay, so I need some tips. How do you make your Instagram so aesthetic? How do you make it pop? How do you bring that? life. I feel like on my end though, to be fair, I've been working with a lot of pastry and chocolate and chocolate has a lot of darker or warmer tones. Dark undertones. Yeah. Right. And so I just want it. How do you cap Like, I don't know how to describe it. I guess capture the light to make it that like really pretty aesthetic. And what tips would well, you recommend? Mm, all my photos. Well, I'd say 95% of them are iPhone. Okay. Um, I like to work with light. I like for you to see the colors. I like for you to see the contrast and the saturation and the depth in which, you know, cues can take you. So playing with light, I would say is one of the most important things, but also hmm, play with colors, like the color of your food, like using different ingredients helps as well. Cause I'm all for vibrancy. That's just my personality. And I like for that to be, you know, translated through plates. So find what it is that you really like or what's pleasing for you and just accentuate it. That's really good. Okay. And and one last thing with becoming a chef, I know that there's this, there's this need to mm-hmm. leave a legacy. I feel like that's such a that's ingrained and embedded in our career. I don't know if you feel that same sort of, I don't know, that same feeling of a mm-hmm. trying to be not necessarily the best, but to stand out in some way. And so I wanted to ask you if you, not necessarily if you were in pursuit of a legacy or if what exactly... I don't know how to add. Sorry, the question was on my end. No, it's okay. That I had it and then I lost it. I guess I want, what I'm trying to ask is what kind of legacy do you hope to leave if you are trying to leave one at all? I guess. I just want to <laughs> show the world that this little island of Jamaica is loud. We are bold. We are creative. And we have a story to tell. And I'm not going to be content with just settling for what's now or what's quote-unquote normal like the people from jamaica have these tales they have these legends of greatness and i want to be able to show that through my food so i feel like that's what my legacy will be i love that um thank you what about you do you feel the um, same do you feel like you have to have a legacy okay so i've honestly have been flipping coins for the past year because the thing is though Mm -hmm. it's like at first I was like no I want to I'd be totally content just opening up my own I I've always I know for sure I've always wanted to open my own restaurant maybe even a few like I'm obsessed with ice cream I can imagine myself with an ice cream parlor but then also opening up a gourmet restaurant and doing the whole James Beard route you know um because the thing is though I feel I felt the need because it's transitioned back and forth a lot because I felt the need to pursue that because of the, to like for the fight for the underrepresentation and just being that person who like just tried to go for something and try to be the best at something. And then I mm-hmm. realized that, um, and then on the other side, I was like, well, you know what, like what will make me happy? I think that's a really 
that's the question I should really be tackling. Like, am I doing it just yes. for the sake of doing it or am I like, will it make me happy? And then so, mm-hmm. and then, so that's the other side of the coin. Right. And then, but so right now I'm transitioning and that's why I'm so curious about your story because you're a private chef. That's like a different, uh, that's like the different route that another outlet for take, sure. Right. And so I'm like, well, that would make me happy because like, I figured out the why. I had to figure out the why I enjoyed cooking. Yes. And Mm -hmm. the biggest why for me, like I mentioned, I'm a military kid. And so I think what really reminds me of home is that no matter where we were in the world, my family always sat at the dinner table and we always ate dinner together. And And the reason why, like I really loved working at a restaurant, not necessarily, you're right, I can't deal with a lot of the authority, and, but like, you know, I, it's a learning thing, Kerr, for me, just to of learn course. a lot of skills. And so um, one thing that I really loved is that people came to our restaurant to celebrate something, anniversaries, birthdays, and my dishes contributed to that, my pastries, exactly. in order to, to, so I'm a part of their memory. And that's something that's just really yes. important to me. And so I need to find whatever chef outlet that really connects to that. So whether that's if I'm going to have a gourmet place or whatever it may be and do the James Beer thing, then I really need to incorporate the family mm-hmm. tradition. I'm not really chasing clout. I'm not uh, like, I, oh, I, no. I realize I realize I kind of don't care about that. You know, I really care no. about that camaraderie. And if the other stuff comes, yes. then great. But I want to be the best That's not at the capturing that. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best at capturing that, that moment. Like people Jesus. will want to come here because it's their home, you know, like welcome home, like come mm-hmm. in, eat our food, you know? So that's really what I've been kind of balancing. You know, I'm, I'm planning to go to culinary school this upcoming January. So hey, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We got pushed back with all the whole, you know, <laughs> pandemic was a little bit unforeseen, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's what hospitality literally translates to, you know? Right. Um, that's why I love being a private chef as well, because it's more of an intimate kind of integration between, you know, cooking and the guests. Right. Getting an experience together, tailoring each of these moments together, which makes it so grand, you know? It makes me feel like what I'm doing is actually worth it because the smile on the face or even the tears that come out of their eyes. When oh my gosh. It's just, <laughs> it's I get so overwhelmed with joy and it's just such a beautiful moment to witness and to be a part of. And they will always remember that. As you said, they will always remember that. Exactly. And that's, and that's where my heart is, you know, because sometimes yes. the whole restaurant thing, like they'll, it, it's so much burnout, like so much work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very high amount of burnout. Like you're working a lot. And, but I think you're right. It is important to kind of start off a little bit traditional just to understand mm-hmm. the foundation, you know, and then being able to take those like lessons and tips to brand, branch out. Okay. So one final thing, sorry, I said that before, but (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, something I always do with my special guests is if the listener didn't have an opportunity to catch anything of what we've talked about and you wanted Mm -hmm. to have a special drop the mic moment, Hey, peace out. I'm leaving moment. Um, here are my two cents of advice. What would you say? Oh, got me there. Two cents of advice. Be your self unapologetically would be one. Another would be have fun and do it with love. I like that. I say that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need new yeah. words. <laughs> hey, no, I-, I love that. We're synced. 
<laughs> no, but I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I think that's great because honestly, I think the most powerful thing that when everything's boiled down, being true to yourself and also just doing that with love and kindness can just leave to, lead to so much prosperity, you know, and yes, I think that's what life is about. And so kudos, like we were on sync on that one. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was really great to have you. I really loved it. I am honored to be a part of this. Thank you so much. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in into this show. Um, be sure to follow Sticks, uh, Chef Sticks, on Instagram at s t i k x z. I'll leave all of her information in the show notes. Her energy is just so joyous and contagious. So give her page a lot of love, like all her stuff, share it with your friends. You know, just spread that love and positivity around. But have a wonderful rest of your week, everyone. And as always, live life with love and love food with life. Bye, guys.